feel the time, the training, or the inclination for strategic thoughts. Let's play Hello, hello, hello. How Oscar? Not much. What's up with you? Oh, not too much. Just did two open mics. Two oh, yeah? Two comedy open mics in an hour and a half. Gotta, gotta get real efficient with my time. Oh, Damn. dynamite's in the room. Oh. Okay. Uh, I will just go. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. What are you drinking? Some non-alcoholic beer. Hey, what's up, Johnny? Yeah, hey. Johnny Dynamite. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So you got the axes. I'm wearing. I'm wearing this in honor of your uh, new album. Oh yeah, I should be rolling up, right? <laughs> Dude, I I rarely can just like put on an album and listen to it. But I was just listen. I put. I went on Bandcamp. I just start press play, and I was just like walking around the house listening. I was vibing. Oh fuck yeah! So good. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Yeah. When did it come out? Pretty recently, right? Yeah, it came out on Friday, last Friday. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good. It's been like a long time coming. Like I I like finished the record sometime in September. It's just been like a slow rollout, you know. I've never done anything quite like that before. Was it intentional or was it COVID related or what? Uh the whole album were like the slow rollout. Slow rollout. Uh, it was intentional. Like they wanted to do like the three singles, like every like five weeks. And it's, it's kind of cool seeing it like come out that way, but it's like, as like a musician, you want to just like have your music out the second you finish it, you know? Yeah. It's like, I know I like it, but what does everyone else think? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, so it's like kind of like funny, like putting it out now. It's like, okay, they're old songs, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Did you, um, did you get to do any like, zoom shows to like get the material out there to like at least get a live response to it um not not really no i did like this one thing like ig live like through someone else's page but it just felt kind of weird doing stuff like that like honestly like i never really get like nervous for a show but like like for some reason i got so nervous like getting in front of my like phone and like performing to people and seeing like the chat do do its thing yeah, I don't like seeing chat while I perform. Yeah, yeah, me neither. It's strange. Yeah, and then they, like, ask questions, and you feel like you got to answer them right now, but you're in the middle of doing your own thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny. There's no feedback. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's weird. Yeah. I, I can't imagine doing yeah. something like that. Johnny, yeah. you met Oscar? What was I that? don't know. I don't, I, we, we all went to New Paltz, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I met you well. I think I only met you when you and Sandy played that show in my basement, right? Yeah, right. Damn, that was like, what, like three, four years? Maybe five years ago, right? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I was there. No, um, there, but... I was there? No, no, you weren't. You weren't. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I was like, he was like no, you were there. <laughs> you just don't remember. Oh. Say that again? Oh, I was asking Johnny, what year did you graduate in New Paltz? Oh, um, I graduated in uh, 2014. Okay. So oh, that's the same year I graduated. Yeah? Yeah. 
that maybe did you maybe see my band uh year on a mountain we played like uh oasis and like some other house shows and stuff like that it i mean it's possible yeah yeah <laughs> you know drunken party kind of shit <laughs> yeah you, oscar do you guys both know what's his name kyle james miller is that i think i lived yeah. with him oh really yeah i lived with kyle wait where, where did you live uh we briefly what's that street it's like right off of like right by college i want to say tricor but i don't know if that's the name of the actual street Oh, okay. So it wasn't at uh, like the Salvation Recording Co. Or because I knew that he lived there with like uh, Chris Daly and like all those people who were recording in that house for a little while. It might have. Oh, I think it was before that because okay. I I think I helped him move a piano into that house. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. In that house, Oscar, that you lived in, that big house near school. Uh let's see. Uh, there's Kaya. Uh, Kyle Miller, uh, Amy uh, Deichman, yeah, Yeah. Uh, Dana Hyman, um, a guy with the blonde hair. I'm forgetting his name. He was also a musician. Oh yeah, Jake 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 Harms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, Devin. Oh, that I was remember that house. house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It was pretty. There's like a wide very staircase, us, but to no one else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. you lived like pretty much like across the street, or like maybe it was a street over from a uh, like Kitty City slash yeah. Depot, whatever they, yeah. they call it nowadays. My yeah. ex girlfriend lived next door to that house. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Did you ever know Sarah Oren? Sarah Oren. Oren, no. Around. doesn't ring a bell but anyway okay so so johnny what, what did you study at new falls i studied math oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> i kind of did it like because i just hated writing papers and shit like that and yeah. like i kind of had a knack for math so i was like oh you know what let me just do this it'll be like an e- like an easy thing for me to do and like and also i figured it's like one of those things that you put on your resume mm-hmm. and people are like Oh, maybe, maybe they know something. <laughs> maybe they're not stupid. <laughs> what do you like do, do your final on? Um, like I, I just took tests. I didn't have to like write anything. Yeah, I didn't have to do like a thesis or anything like that. That's so hmm. weird to me because like as music majors, we had to fucking we had to like have a concert. You know, we had to like host a concert and all this shit. Whoa. You you guys are both yeah. music majors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. cool. Look at you, you're the real musician now. We're- <laughs> <laughs> real musician. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> I do math now. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I, do, I remember during the pandemic when we hung out, you were going through like a weird manic math phase. Yeah, but I'm not doing well. I, I, I get into math. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever, do you still think about math as it relates to music? I mean, obviously, of course, there's time signatures, but like in it, yeah. in any grander philosophical sense? Um, Well, like as I was studying math, I got into, uh, there's a subject called, um, what was it? Like abstract algebra, which is all about like, like sets and like kind of how numbers will like start to repeat in sets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like a, a lot to, to like explain, 
but basically like you could relate that to like scales in music and there's like it's like one specific thing that I kind of figured out or it's it's probably like a lot of people figured it out but with like like major seventh chords and like uh minor seventh chords um like if you just jump around like just moving like in thirds Mm -hmm. they you'll hit every major seventh and every minor seventh in the scale like if you start at the bottom of the piano and if you had like a really really long piano you'd hit every one of them and they all sound like really beautiful together and it's it's like a really cool way like if you like are into like modes or like or like key changes and things like that it's like a really fun way to just throw in a key change you just start jumping the sevenths like that and I kind of relate that to abstract algebra the way that like the numbers could be like within a sequence or like within like a set and just start jumping and then come back around to the start again yeah I might be wrong but I think and Danny Silversmith is a friend of ours I think he told me about like thinking about music stacked that way and and you threw out a term lattice harmony lattice harmony i i don't know that but um but it's it's similar to what you described it's like if you have like a series of notes and you keep building them on on top of each other it's sort of like this harmonic template that's that's really big and you could you could explore it by climbing up or going down um, totally. I don't know if that's exactly what you're talking about, but yeah, does that kind of like relate to uh, like the circle of fifths at all? Have you heard that? Uh, a little. Uh, I it could. I think that's it's a different a different thing or a okay. different, but also the same type of thing. Like where con- it's... yeah, like similar like concepts. I think like what what I'm talking about also kind of like relates to the circle of fifths in some way. I'm, but, I'm yeah. losing all my theory like chops, I feel like very slowly because I'm just not composing or anything anymore. And I don't know, I was going to bring up something, but I'm like, I, I don't know how that's related. Uh, <laughs> do you know about the overtone series? The over, no, what's that? So it's like every single note um, you can break down into a series of harmonics, right? Like it has the original tone, but it also has these other notes within it, like more subtly. So like it'll and it and they've like mapped it out so it's like every note will have that note they'll have it at an octave they'll then they'll have i think like the fifth and then the octave and then the third and then the 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 major third like the major third and eventually i think it has the tritone like the flat fifth or whatever yeah and even like uh microtones it's it's like uh another word for its harmonic series essentially Mm -hmm. if you take like a vibrating string and find all the harmonics. Uh, so the, the string is vibrating uh, and you get like, I guess one point's here, one point's there. And it just like could vibrate up and down that way, but it can okay. also vibrate from the node in the center and then create a little wave there and a little wave there. And that would be the octave or like half the frequency of, you know, one ends to another, but essentially it keeps dividing itself. Uh, so you can get all these different notes within like one note. And actually all these different notes are contained in like one note. That That's pretty wild because like, yeah. that's something I, I like think about sometimes when I hit just like one note on like a guitar string or like just like one note on a piano. And like, 
subconsciously i'm like i think i kind of hear the octave in there too yeah well if you think about it that's probably the origin of like diatonic theory is because people could subconsciously hear the major third and the fifth in there and they're like oh i just want to play these notes with it because i hear it already on some level right yeah yeah totally it's like you kind of like hear and you go to that because you're already hearing it that that's that's pretty interesting yeah yeah there's that cool like demonstration uh with that musician i forgot his name a bobby mcferrin is that right yeah don't worry yeah (laughs) so yeah he was he was he was telling people to start on a note event he would like hop to the right or the left and he was like if i hop to the right say whatever you feel like higher and then that he would keep hopping left and right and everyone sort of seemed to come together around a pentatonic scale oh uh, wow because it's like so it's sort of ingrained in our reptilian brain uh <laughs> <laughs> the pentatonic scale somehow um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. It's you hear it in like folk music all around the world and stuff. But yeah, that, it's it's fun to think about math and music and stuff. Is that uh, does that inform some of your uh, songwriting, or is it more of uh, sort of a, a thing that you think about on the side? It's I would say it doesn't. I don't actually like think about that while I'm writing a song. I'm kind of like more just focused on just getting like the feeling and like kind of like you know, like the the ethos of the song, like when I'm writing it, but if I'm like kind of like getting stuck, that's when I start to be like, okay, let me like go back to some theory. How could I like throw something in there that's like captivating or like give it like a little bit of a change and then I'll go to that stuff. So like a little bit of both, you know? Mm. Um, do you know what I've been doing recently as a, not really as a compositional tool, but as a performance tool? Um, I'm trying to like make myself more emotionally present on stage and more focused. And what I'll do is I'll just like, uh, I'll focus on an object. It's like a meditation basically to like divide my attention between my analytical mind, my emotional, and then like the, the audience basically. So I'll pick an object, I'll focus on the object. Then I'll just try to be aware of my emotions and like maybe count, you know, three multiples of three. So three, six, nine, whatever. Just do something that kind of takes a logical bit and then obviously the more difficult the mental exercise i'm doing the more uh difficult it is to maintain focus on the object and then also my emotions huh wait so that's like while you're like playing guitar you'll start like counting or uh no i'm just doing it as a meditation standalone because i, I do stand-up comedy so Okay. Like be more emotionally present on stage, be aware of the audience, and then also have have the ability to think of my next joke or like, you know, think Mm. on the fly a little bit too. So it's like mental gymnastics, like having to juggle multiple things in your in your brain at once. Yeah, I'm just trying to train it. That's that's pretty cool. Like lately, like when I when I take the stage, I've just been like. Like I do that similar kind of thing where like I'll focus on an object. It'll kind of just be like above everyone's heads. So it almost feels like I'm still like kind of looking at people, but like I'm performing to like maybe like just like a light in the background or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a good a good strategy a lot of people have. But I mostly mean off stage, just like. Oh, okay. 
yeah, just as like a training of the focus and like the different types of awareness. So mm -hmm. I balance those as need be. He has severe ADD. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but it's like, do you, do you, I don't know if you do this as a musician or, or if you ever did this, but like as a comedian, I feel like I have to wrangle the audience. Like I have to like get everyone engaged. Like, do you ever like do a line of a song and be like, and I thought of her because she was hot as a fucking bitch. Do <laughs> 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 you ever like bring it back around? Like, do you ever like, like kind of like look at everyone kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like th there'll be like moments where like I, I'll like see some people like out in the back, I'll like look at them and I'll like sing specifically to them and then bring it back to the people up front and then like kind of just like pick people to like kind of be like my my uh, like single object in the audience, you know? Like, okay, <laughs> you're the person that I'm singing to now. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and it usually makes people feel like pretty awkward or like uncomfortable, which I, I think it's kind of funny. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually try not to look at specific people. I look at like different sections. Maybe I like get mo like microseconds eye contact, but like I don't really stay on, on a person's eyes. I, I remember I was doing a Oasis one time. I was doing an open mic and I used to have this bit that was terrible. It never got laughed. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, like, what would I say? It's like, um, I would talk about John Cage. I was like, he has this song called three minutes of 43 seconds. That's all silence. And I was like, that would never work for a comedy. And then I just fucking be quiet. <laughs> and one time at Oasis, I was like looking at this dude's eyes. Like it was with his girlfriend or whatever. And I was looking him in the eyes and things just got more and more tense. And I felt like it, if I didn't break, like we were going to fight each other. <laughs> it was very, very scary. But he was down for it. He was just down to stare at your eyes. He wasn't like, I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't looking away. Like he took it as a challenge. And then I kind of did too. Uh, I was being an asshole too. No, all right, we're stuck in this now. I guess I got to either break or we're going to fight. So I broke. That's uh, <laughs> some great intensity there. <laughs> so it's just like, you, it, stare is powerful. It, it makes people feel uncomfortable or it could kill you if uh, yeah. <laughs> you provoke someone in the wrong way well it's also like when you have the microphone it's like you're already in a position of power and if i was kind of abusing it in a way so it's like he was like i'm not gonna let this dude fucking abuse his position of power <laughs> at me and which is kind of understandable <laughs> do you remember what happened after you broke it did you have to say something or did you just like ignore the fact that it ever even happened i remember i did address it but in a very awkward and still kind of bitchy way and <laughs> I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's what happens when you're new. Do you have any ever have any awkward moments performing? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, especially like <laughs> there's like actually the, the last show I played, I just for, forgot my second verse entirely. Oh, shit. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like I just like got to the court. I was just like strumming the chord i was like mm, it's just still not coming to me i was like okay i i don't got like any anything to sing here so i was just like yeah how's everyone doing you know you having a good time and i just like went back into the chorus and maybe people didn't know it you know but i had to address it at the end of the song i was like that's what happens when you forget your second verse <laughs> oh man <laughs> so so the the album sleeveless it's like it's got a kind of an 80s feel but it doesn't feel dated cool like, 
like the the production and like everything feels modern but it's got that i, I love 80s music so that's maybe that's why i love it so much it like do you were you thinking intentionally of the 80s when you were making it uh yeah yeah definitely a bit like i mean i i love a lot of 80s music too that's like a lot of like like the cure the pixies like the replacements um this is my favorite band of all time oh yeah yeah me too me too uh, like talking heads like I just I, I love like so so much 80s music that that's kind of like natural to me and like I love like the chorusy guitar stuff I love the synthesizers so it kind of felt natural just to do that but I'm, I'm glad that you, you said that it sounds like a bit modern too because I didn't want it to just sound like kind of like throwback music exactly yeah I don't like it when I play an album and it just like sounds exactly like it would in the decade they're referencing yeah 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 totally I'm just like, and uh yeah. my, my buddy my buddy trey who's in this band corinne he produced the album and i'm a big fan of corinne's music and they kind of do like a similar thing where it sounds kind of like the 80s but like they have like a little bit more of like like electronic dance music kind of approach to it and because he produced it i think that that's one of the reasons why it sounds so modern too yeah and it didn't sound like and it also didn't sound like you're like, oh, this sounds too 80s. Let me add some reverb. It just sounded like a thing that was good, you know, <laughs> that happened to vibe with the 80s. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's there's that uh, like music that's coming about like uh, in the past like uh, 10 years that has like like the 80s vibe or only in that there's like synthesizers and stuff but the synthesizers now are so much better and the technology is better that it's like 80s with like like an extra kick like there's like more depth to like granular depth to all those like electronic sounds that are really cool yeah totally like like a few years ago i i bought a profit 12 and that's like to me that's like kind of like the top of all synths like they took it like where synths have never gone you could do anything you want on it and there's like all these crazy like digital waves that you could mess around with and that that's pretty much like my entire record is made of is just like the profit 12 sound no, oh, wow you just made me want to really buy like a 1500 dollars synth yeah but <laughs> you might want to do it like i kind of made that jump like i was playing around with like a micro cork for a while and i was just like i need something that i could really dive into and i want it to sound like new so i just went and just got a profit 12 spent like my entire bank account on it but what is a profit run i got shit are we all getting <laughs> profit 12s now because yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm like working on a project um like a a podcast like a narrative podcast i'm writing and i want to like score it myself maybe not like all the music but at least like some of the vibey stuff you know maybe do all of it i don't know <laughs> but um okay so so are you going on tour have you i saw you played a show i need to i need to go see you live that's what i need to do and stop being an yeah yeah you should I, I played two shows. The first one was like kind of like a show, kind of like a live stream. It was like back in the middle of May. So it was like right in that like weird transition point. And I did it at the studio called First Live in uh, Bushwick. They're like a mixture of like a coffee house, a recording studio, like a live streaming studio and a bar. It's, it's a really cool spot. And uh, 
I, I performed in like the studio area, but we were only able to fit about maybe like 20 people in there. And then like, there was like a, like one of those windows that would be in like a recording studio for like the, the mixing guy to be out there and then the band to be inside. And so I was able to see through the window. Then like, there's like the crowd out there with uh, like TVs. So they were watching the stream on TVs and then the stream was also going to people's like homes and stuff like that. So it was like this like crazy weird in between. But uh, then I just played my, my like real first show the other day on a Sunday at the spot called the 18th Ward. And that, that was a lot of fun. That one felt like natural, like back, like we're back in it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this this is gonna come out Sunday. Do, where where are you playing next? Like, where, what do you have coming up? Um, I'm playing an acoustic show on July 9th. It's at uh the Bowery Union, which is like like an art space down in Soho, and I'm playing that with uh, this band Scab, um, this band Petite League, and uh, the one of the guys from Parquet Courts is gonna DJ. Cool. So that's pretty exciting. I, I definitely recommend that, but it's just going to be me acoustic. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I'm playing a rooftop show uh, down in bed I forget the name of the place. It's kind of like a new spot, like a DIY spot. I want to go to that. Yeah, that, that's the one that I would say, like, definitely go to that one because that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds dope. Yeah. So so what's next now that you now that you got the album out and. I see you're getting some good coverage and like, are you going to try to tour extensively? I know it's weird with COVID. It's hard to plan for the future because who knows what the fuck's going to happen. But are you doing that? Or are you like starting to write new stuff or have you already started writing new stuff for the next album? Like what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Both. Um, I've definitely been writing. That's something I'd never really stopped doing. Like whenever I get like any free time, I'm, I'm always, always writing. Yeah. But uh, in December, I have like a two week tour planned with that band Corinne that I actually just mentioned. And we're gonna be doing like most of like the East Coast and like kind of like dabbling into the Midwest a little bit. Nice. And then mm-hmm. that's pretty much it for this year. And then we're shooting for like a lot more in 2022. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask you what, I have no question. I, I <laughs> you thought I would come to you? <laughs> okay, if you could describe your art as a specific type of sexual apparatus. Uh-uh. <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> a sexual apparatus? You mean like a toy? <laughs> yeah, or a rope or anything. Yeah, that's definitely, it's, I would say actually a rope sounds pretty good. Maybe a whip. Actually, no, it's definitely the whip. Oh, the whip, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out of nine tails. It's a good answer. <laughs> a, cor- a corset is sleeveless. Ooh, yeah, yeah, maybe a corset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really, actually, you could say any object. <laughs> actually, one of the B-sides to the record was a song called Straight Jacket Summer Love. Mm. (laughs) oscar andrew yes johnny come up with a question now (laughs) (laughs) well i I was actually thinking um when you're mentioning you're doing an acoustic set of the album right uh is there anything uh 
you, uh, like, how do you uh, create an acoustic set from like something that's heavily electronic? Are, is there different arranging things on guitar that you decide to add in there to sort of emulate different yeah. things? Yeah, totally. I'm like, I, I kind of like, I do like a lot of like finger plucky stuff to kind of like emulate like the, like the plucky synth sounds. So it's like a lot of like, kind of like finger plucky stuff, but I kind of like when I'm singing, I don't want to like focus too much on that. So I'm mostly I'm just like strumming some chords. A lot of the songs are in the key of C. So, you know, I'm just holding that C chord down a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Profit 12 right now, man. Fucking use is $2,200. I got to oh. this big one. Yeah. Climbing back up before I consider getting one of these. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a hefty purchase. But oh, I, yeah. Yeah, there's also the the profit rev too, which I would recommend. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's not as bad. Yeah, that looks sick. Mm. Um, yeah, I I just have uh, I have this subscription to like all these sounds. Uh, that's what I but I, I so I don't have an actual synth, but that's fun for like finding sounds. But the thing is, the actual synth you have the knobs right there. I know. Yeah, and it makes so much of a difference. Like, even if like you have a MIDI controller and you could like and adjust it on there, like it's there's something about yeah having it right there that it's is different. There's yeah, just, you can't you can't quite feel it the same way. I I have this thing called the the Mini Lab though, and it has like a you know Analog Lab. It's like another one of those VSTs, yeah. but it, it it like has it so that like, the, the synth is like laid out and there's about like like 16 knobs and they all like turn right with it on the computer which is pretty cool it's like only a hundred bucks it's not bad. pretty cool yeah. there's this there's this one thing that I, i've been obsessed with ever since i got it uh this is an, a, an app for your ipad it's called animoog animoog Ooh. and it's just like 30 bucks and there's like little keys on there and you could adjust like one thing by like pressing the keys and moving up and down. But there's also this grid type thing mm. that you could click and move around. So there's so many things you could adjust at once. Oh, and, like, like one of those like chaosolators, right? Yeah. Like, and, then, yeah. and then they have things in orbits so there's other things that are like revolving around. So the thing is, the sounds are constantly changing and morphing. It's just like insane. So you can sit there for hours and like, whoa. <laughs> it's just like really good. Like it, it sounds like really good. This is like Mook. It's just like, yeah, 30 bucks is on the iPad. You just be like, Ooh. Man, just that's like wild. Lost. Yeah. So, Sometimes I have this like little synthesizer that on my phone and i'll like attach it to a bluetooth speaker and sometimes i'll do like stand up and i'll like give myself like a soundtrack and <laughs> it's sometimes it hits really hard when like the audience is not expecting anything and they can't tell i'm playing anything and i'll just be like and then i had sex with your grandma <laughs> <laughs> yeah man anyway well let's keep this short and sweet i know you got you're going on the road tomorrow yeah, yeah, I'm going going up to Rhode Island. Oh, hell, yeah. on the Rhode Island. On the Rhode Island, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. Oh, well, Johnny, where can people get your album? You know you have it on vinyl too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we printed it on vinyl. I think it's coming a little bit later, so they probably won't ship till like mid end of July. But you could go to bornlosersrecords.bandcamp.com and you could order it there. Yeah, and if also if you just Google Johnny Dynamite, that it comes up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was wondering, could we play a song at the end of this of yours, just so people uh, can taste? Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. As I, I, I mean, I don't know if like something's gonna like come in and be like, hey, you can't use this because like I've posted my songs on Facebook and then like I get censored for posting my own stuff sometimes. But you know, huh. the internet is crazy these days. I mean, I feel like YouTube will just be like, you get no ad revenue, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, cool. You do it. We gotta put a link to to your site on on. We'll put it in the description. So yeah, feel like googling if you're a lazy fuck. Go to the description and we'll put the Bandcamp. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Sean put in a track after this. Put it in one of his tracks. What yeah. song should they check out? Uh, check out Angel because that's not one of the singles, and it's my personal favorite on the record. All right, nice, Angel. 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 Stick around and listen to Angel. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this, Johnny. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's nice meeting you. (laughs) Nice meeting you. (laughs) Although we probably have met before. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely have. Yeah, Yeah. let's all get a drink sometime. Yeah, I'm down. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.